0: we're back with another episode of JR takes as always Ryan and I coming at you with the latest Seattle sports news and uh well we got a new coach coming into town as as we both know we learned the news and talked about it last episode with Pete Carroll's departure and uh a couple coaches have been signed to some some new franchises we got Jim Harbaugh being taken off the board last week I never really thought we had a chance for him anyway um what are your overall thoughts on on the the coaching search and how it's
1: been going so far it's been interesting because you have two guys in bill belichick and Pete carroll who you know they're older but they've had as much success as any coaches ever um particularly belichick um and they both remain unhired and at this point there's only two nfl teams right now that don't have a head coach us and the Washington commanders so it's it's a little strange that we're this deep into the process and those guys are sitting there potentially without a job till 2025 that's kind of the direction it seems like it's heading because I guess I could maybe see the commanders making a run at him I don't see us doing that at all for, Who? Bill, for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick? Is. Um, yeah I just I I don't see how that would work did do do you think Belichick would even interview with us or John would interview him it seems like I don't know
0: it's tough to say I don't I don't know if he would be a good fit here um personally I I'm having a hard time like looking at Bill's past like three seasons without Brady and thinking that he would go to the commanders and have success so it's tough to say I'm still kind of on like it's He's still the the greatest coach, one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, but his past few seasons has made me question how much of that was Brady.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hasn't been a good track record post twenty and even twenty nineteen. The, the
0: postseason with Mac Jones.
1: Did he win a playoff game? No. Yeah. So we're going the the last time Bill Belichick won a playoff game was twenty eighteen, unless I'm mistaken. Because that was the year they won that. What happened in 2018, actually? I can't remember. Didn't they win that terrible Super Bowl against the Rams? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, since then, and granted, you know, that was only five years ago that he won a Super Bowl, but that was with Brady, and since then, it's been very un-Bill Belichick-like results. Uh,
0: Yeah, I was pretty surprised he didn't – he got two interviews with the Falcons, and then they decided to go with Raheem Morris. That was a little bit of a a surprise to me.
1: I don't know why – you make that move. I think the only thing I can reason that out with is that maybe Bill Belichick is like, oh, I want to be the GM as well as the head coach. And yeah, dude, Bill, you've your, proven that you can't do that. your GM work has been <laughs> terrible for a while, honestly. So much so that they've
0: like memed you on the internet. And you probably <laughs> don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, he's about like him hmm. drafting the. The, the white quarterback and turning him into a receiver, and he's from South Dakota State or something like that.
1: Yeah, or he's like, give me Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf <laughs> and fucking AJ Brown or whatever, whoever was all on the board. I think even um Debo could have been a Patriot, so that's not a very good uh, GM track record there in particular. No,
0: no. um But uh, that being said, with those names being taken off the board – uh, who do you who do you want for your personal? Who would be your number one selection with the guys remaining left on the board to be our next head coach?
1: So there's there's two two topics of discussion here in my in my eyes. There's what I want us to do, and then there's the actions we've taken post Pete Carroll firing, and they don't necessarily match up because. The people we've brought in for interviews and second interviews um I gotta be honest it's been a pretty underwhelming list i I can't remember because it's been such a flurry of news over the last two weeks if we've interviewed Ben Johnson I want to say we at least how could we have if he's
0: still in the playoffs and we can't hire or interview Mike McDonald that's yeah. always been my confusion with this whole thing
1: it's is it the Rooney rule is the name for well, it no because
0: they're both white guys right <laughs> Or isn't that like isn't the rule to
1: uh I thought it, interview minorities? I thought it was you can't interview a coach like till after they've played one playoff game or something or I I, I thought I, the Rooney rule was to
0: like shine light on uh minorities not being hired, but in my opinion that's like bullshit in the first place because it's like oh even if you go with the white coach anyway, you're still hiring, interviewing those guys to like check mark a box of oh we did our due diligence, but we still went with this guy anyway. So it's like, I don't know. The Rooney Rule has always been a little bit like they, the NFL could do a little more than just oh they interviewed two minorities, but they didn't get the job.
1: Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I, I don't. We don't need to get
0: into that here. It's but not It's not something
1: it's, I fully understand the ins and outs of anyway so I I feel like I can't really have a take on it but I I do know that for sure we can't interview either of my top two guys which I'll just you know start off with that Uh, right Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald are a very clear one and two to me and they were immediately after Pete Carroll got fired this it's been kind of shocking that they haven't landed a job yet i think part of it is just because teams got impatient and you know these are two teams that are or two guys that are coaching teams in the conference championship right now so right obviously their head unless they're you know like a certain u coach is fully centered on getting to the super bowl and winning a championship so the interviews are like all right we're gonna wait till we either win or we're done till till we get to that point but, yeah, those are my top two guys. And I, in theory, would like us to get an offensive minded head coach because it's actually something John Schneider brought up in an interview last week or the week before. You see a lot of offensive coordinators get snatched up after like one or two good seasons and become mm. head coaches because they do an excellent job. We've, there's a lot of great minds. Um, you know, the Shanahan Tree in particular comes to mind you know the McVay tree even shane waldron picked up a job immediately mm-hmm. so there's a lot to be said for that i think since 2022 every team in the nfl has changed offensive coordinators so there's
0: within a two season span right? yeah yeah
1: so there's tremendous movement at that uh position in the coaching staff So, if you get a guy like Ben Johnson, who I mean, look at Jared Goff's performance under him, and their running game, they're just across their board. They've had a great offense, and it's not perfect, but no team is, and no coordinator is. So, I I think he's he would just be a, a home run hire, and definitely would it would be really beneficial to just have someone that has that offensive mind in the head coaching seat and can't just be yanked after a good year, you know? Cuz he like let's say we hire the Dolphins offensive coordinator as our offensive coordinator. That's a lateral move that's unlikely to happen, but just for the sake of conversation. If we, you know, go 14-3 next year and have a top 5 offense, you know he's going to be a head coach somewhere the the year mm-hmm. after that. So it's it's hard to maintain consistency with your coach, quarterback, and coordinator there so that that's the inherent advantage i think to getting an offensive guy like look at shanahan i mean i do they even have an oc i don't know i uh,
0: i don't know who it, what what his name would be um off the top of my head but yeah I'm, i mean i'm with you i think a lot of times <clears throat> when a team moves off of their coach they go with the like the other side of the ball um mm-hmm. coaching the team and it, it I heard this the other day and i totally forgot that this happened you remember when the niners fired harbaugh and then they brought in tom sula to coach for
1: like a year or two the guy i don't even the guy with the that. mustache no you know, oh
0: wait holy yeah shit. i i heard that the other day and i was like that was that was wiped from my memory yeah
1: that's like a core memory unlocked <laughs> yeah and so
0: i thought about that and i was like oh yeah the niners were really irrelevant when they did that and then they Spent a bunch of money to bring in a bright offensive mind that was kind of the opposite of <clears> what Tom. I don't even know what he was. He was there like for damage. He was like a Jim to, Mora,
1: I guess. I'm just yeah. like I feel like that was probably an obvious stopgap move by ownership there, for
0: sure, for sure. And but yeah, just I guess my point here being is. Uh, I would like to go in the offensive direction because before Pete Carroll, we had... I mean, we had Jim Hora, but before him, we had Mike Holmgren, who was an offensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that the way the the NFL... The direction it's moving is... It caters so heavily towards the offense anyway. I mean, I would... I kind of think it's like a, a if you can't beat him, join him type, type situation. Like, I, I'm... Pete Carroll's defensive teams were great, but I'm kind of ready to f- turn the page to the next chapter of what what our Seahawks team, what the culture is, and what we can do on the field.
1: Yeah, and t- exactly to your point, if we bring in a guy that's been around for a while and is a defensive-minded guy, like a Raheem Morris, so that was my probably worst case scenario higher for us Mm -hmm. so i'm really glad that the falcons just took that option off the table for us um it just it doesn't even make sense to me because Pete carroll is in my opinion better than those guys so what's the point of moving on from him if you're just going to bring in a worse version from him i know that's not exactly what they would be doing but that's kind of
0: why i've never wanted dan quinn to begin with i did kind of want mike Vrabel because he's different
1: well and he's a great coach I don't understand why the Titans fired him
0: yeah um and Vrabel I keep hearing as of late that he's no longer on our radar I don't know why or what made that happen but that leads me to believe that maybe we are going after an offensive guy like Ben Johnson but yeah
1: and the with Schneider's comments too I mean he he has a way of kind of making dropping subtle hints about what his strategy is for the draft or for just any higher in general so I I I think all the signs are pointing in that direction all that being said Mike McDonald stifled the 49ers offense when the Ravens and 49ers played earlier this season in a way that I really haven't seen I mean the Browns did it but they were the best defense at home period this year and i think i think they were really just more carried by their talent than anything else but the ravens i mean they have good players but besides roquan smith and maybe kyle hamilton you wouldn't really call out most of the ravens defensive players as superstars you know mm-hmm. so that they're being just really well coached and really well disciplined and i i think he is clearly a home run as a head coaching candidate just because of how good he's been with that Ravens defense and everywhere he's gone he's been awesome
0: he also has the young factor which is kind of important to me I like it seems like the league is getting younger as like all around as far as head coaches age is concerned mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me wonder why Bill Belichick isn't like I'm I'm wondering like it's not ageism or anything like that but it's like is it like are these guys too old to connect with the the Gen Zers of of this generation? Like, yeah, can you cause... imagine
1: Bill Belichick trying to relate to some broccoli-headed kids that are wearing pajama pants? And <sighs> no, I mean, I, I won't. I, I,
0: I don't think I'll ever forget seeing that video of Bailey Zappi after he beat the Steelers and him having to congratulate
1: bill for <laughs>
0: him winning the game it's like that's insanity
1: yeah and just his immediate demeanor <laughs> shift after that too was really like it was almost jarring watching yeah. that clip
0: yeah so i don't know i i the mike mcdonald hire does intrigue me a bunch i would i think i'd rather go with benjamin mm-hmm. uh, but um i would be happy with both
1: yeah i mean to me they're they're like one and one a like mm-hmm. ben johnson's one McDonald being 1A, but like either way, that's a home run. I'm like popping a bottle of champagne if we hire one of those guys. And the fact that, you know, if you think about it, there's only one other team trying to hire a head coach right now, so there's nothing stopping us from getting one of those two guys besides John Schneider's opinion being way different than ours, which, as I was alluding to earlier, I think that may be the case. Just based on who we've brought in for interviews so far, I mean, you got – Hero Evero from the Panthers getting two interviews, I believe. Mm-hmm. I just – someone's going to have to explain that to me because I don't get it.
0: I think my – I heard an explanation of it the other day. Uh The initial interviews were, like, over Zoom. Yeah. And so, like, that's why they're all getting second interviews is because the second interviews are in person.
1: That sounds plausible to me. Another name on that list is um Dan Quinn, and I would say he's probably the favorite – I
0: know. I keep hearing that he is. And, I mean, I don't think it would be the end of the world if we hired him. KJ Wright seems to – that seems to be his number one choice. And, I mean, the guy played for the goddamn team for nearly a decade. So I trust his judgment.
1: Um, I do, but also, you know, look, I'm not saying we know more than NFL players because we don't. But a lot of times NFL players' opinions are just –
0: like, they are a little biased, his, and, his especially, because mm-hmm. he played for us, and he played for him, and he probably has, you know, a good personal relationship with him that he wouldn't with the other guys.
1: Well, and he played for him damn near a decade ago, too, so it's like, the league has changed dramatically since 2015, yeah. or no, uh, Dan Quinn wasn't even here in 2015. It's been a decade since yeah. he was our DC, so I think... Dan Quinn is an excellent defensive coordinator. I'd love to have him in that position. Doesn't seem likely. I heard a bonkers rumor that Dan Quinn and Chip Kelly were going to come to us as a package. I think deal. that was
0: just like a bore. Like someone was bored. Yeah,
1: I agree. And I saw so many rumors that the Falcons were getting Bill Belichick, and it didn't happen. So I feel like you have to take everything you hear with a grain of salt because at the end of the day everyone is just taking something they hear indirectly and running with it until it's reported from like Schefter. Or also anything. Chip Kelly
0: had like one of the worst NFL experiences like that I can remember as an NFL fan yeah like, it mean, was like one of the weirdest remember like yeah all the Eagles players like looking over at the sideline it was a like,
1: total college operation
0: yeah and we were like what the fuck like this is weird
1: I wouldn't be devastated with him as an offensive coordinator, because he's had really good offenses in college, Mm -hmm. um, and if he's not totally at the helm of everything like a head coach is, I, I wouldn't be, you know, devastated. But I just feel like, I mean, the whole Dan Quinn thing in general is like a, I'm not mad about it, but I feel like it's a missed opportunity, because who's he bringing in? It's not just the head coach here, it's... The whole fucking coaching staff mm-hmm. was essentially let go with Pete Carroll, so I think everyone besides Larry Izzo, our special teams coordinator, and maybe even him too—I don't know—like it's it's total speculation at this point—is probably gone. So you got to hire a guy who's got to then hire like ten, twelve guys. So there's there's a lot of moves to be made here. This is going to be probably a pretty long process before it's finished. Yeah, and. I think Dan Quinn has a, I mean, objectively, a pretty good track record as a DC and a coach. He's been to a Super Bowl more recently than, you know, we have. Mm-hmm. But as you were saying earlier, I really just feel like we need to go young. And if you nail the hire of a young guy, it's in his 30s, 40s, whatever, he could be your coach for like 20 years. That's how you have stability as a franchise. And that's really what the Seahawks have had between Mike Holmgren and Pete for the last 24 years. So, well, 23 minus Jim Mora. We'll pretend like that year didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think think that's the direction we need to go here. And a couple guys that we haven't mentioned yet are Bobby Slowick, the Texans offensive coordinator. I think that one is like I would be a little concerned about it just because – Really, it's not like the Texans were some elite offense this year. C.J. Stroud had an excellent... He's probably going to be Rookie of the Year if not Puka Nakua. But I, I feel like it's... Like, him and Ben Johnson, it's it's not even close.
0: My opinion on that is if we do go with Slowick or or someone of, like... Uh, who was the guy from Carolina or the Giants? Those, so, those two. If we go with either of those three, then that means that they, like pulled off like a incredible interview or something mm-hmm. and it just is like it's not going to make sense to anyone on the outside and to, we just have to wait and see
1: and, and that's the whole side of this that we don't see and we're not going to see because we're not in the fucking business so that that's why when I open up talking about this I feel like the information Schneider is working off of is vastly different than what we're working off of so it's it's a little hard to, to gauge but um, I guess There's really no one I would be furious with. There's just – there's a couple of guys, you know, Kafka, Evero, Dan Quinn, that I would be a little underwhelmed with. Soloik, I'd be, like, excited, but, like, you're taking a pretty big swing on a guy that hasn't done a lot. Right. And then then the first two that I named, uh, Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald are the home runs, so – I'd say overall we're in a good spot, mm-hmm. but um, unfortunately, it's like every day that goes on with us not having a head coach. I'm like almost getting like anxious. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, this is such a bi- this is more important than your quarterback or any well, other position. I, I, and yeah, it's probably gonna bleed on for at least another week.
0: At least till till the Super Bowl. If both of these teams win, both the Lions and the Ravens. I would yeah, say.
1: and I mean. It probably could even linger on to like mid February, realistically, because yeah. Super Bowl's second week of February. Yeah, a lot could happen. And then the now 16th
0: then. is when we have to make the decision on Geno. Is it? I think I heard that somewhere. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. I don't know. I did hear something about the 16th being an important date for Seahawks.
1: So. I think given that Schneider is. Kind of in the driver's seat with the roster. Gino's probably going to be our quarterback next year. I just I think it's unlikely that he wouldn't be, but I don't think it's unlikely that we draft a quarterback. I just feel like any sort of blockbuster move, like if people are yeah. holding their breath for that, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um. That pretty much wraps up the the
0: coaching hunt for me uh, this week. Uh, do you want to move on to? playoff outcomes and playoff predictions
1: yeah so if you watched our video of our playoff predictions from the wild card round a couple weeks ago just you know delete that from your memory because our picks were terrible for the most part
0: hey my my Niners are still in it I took them to win the Super Bowl
1: I took them to get there and you know my brain was telling me it was going to be Niners Ravens but I just wanted the Bills to win and they build it up and in the most Bills fashion possible last yeah. weekend against the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs are just, they really have become the new version of the Patriots. They
0: remind me so much of, remember all those Patriots teams that weren't that good, but they just won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Was like
1: the 2018 Patriots were so mediocre. Yeah. The 2016 Patriots, I mean, I think they were like okay that year, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, made, <laughs> they
1: also made the conference championship like every season and Mahomes has literally made it every year now which is pretty wild i mean that's that's incredible but you get sick of it as a fan that isn't you know a patriots or chiefs fan it's boring
0: i gotta say it's really impressive he did that with the afc being so fucking stacked with quarterbacks but like i've just seen this script i already saw it for 20 years (laughs) so like when i see it again i'm like uh alright, I guess we have this to look forward to. Sweet.
1: Yeah, at least he's a more exciting dynamic player than Tom Brady, but the end result kind of leaves you feeling the same way.
0: Yeah, but he took that away, though, when he cried, like, four weeks ago, when he didn't get his way in the Bills game. And then, of course, B- Josh loses to Patrick in the AFC Championship game, and, or Divisional Round, and is a man about it. Not He's not going to cry about the refs. You mm-hmm. know, this, that, and the other. But yeah, it was a tough one seeing the Bills go down like that. I really wanted them to win. Yeah,
1: you know, a lot of I feel like Josh Allen gets a lot of unfair criticism because the guy is fucking incredible. Like he is at worst the third best quarterback in the league, and he played a great game. He missed that one throw where he was pressured by Chris Jones, where he was going for the end zone on like a second and nine or something, and people are like, "Here's Stephon Diggs wide open." First of all, if you really watch that play from a angle besides the TV angle, you can see one of the Chiefs defenders is coming off his guy in zone and is going to crush Diggs like right after he catches the ball. So it's like, yeah, he would have caught the ball and gained like four yards and it would have been third and five. Does that make that much of a difference? Their kicker shanked it by a mile. Yeah. So he would have missed a 28-yard field goal with the way he kicked that. I don't know. I, I, I was think... pretty
0: disappointed with Diggs too because Diggs, Dude, he that that of disappeared he had... the second half of the season.
1: That drop he had on that like sixty four yard bomb—that was like Allen. one of the craziest
0: throws I've ever seen.
1: I know, and it hit him like right here. Like Diggs, that was automatic for years. I don't know what's going on there. There's there, there is just uh, there's a lot of bad vibes in Buffalo. Oddly enough, like b- stemming from Stephon Diggs and some other players on that team. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer because I really like Stephon Diggs, but he's not. He's disappeared in the moments where they needed him the most
1: mm-hmm. yeah then um, we had the packers blowing it against the 49 oh i thought you were gonna
0: say blowing out the uh, cowboys oh right because <laughs> i we, mean we haven't done an episode since before all the playoffs started
1: yeah so. i mean as i it's said it is i don't know if it was a political decision in like 1997 or something but it is illegal for the Cowboys to get to the <laughs> NFC Championship, it will not happen. The you
0: Lions know. did it before. <laughs>
1: <championship>. <laughs> That's all you need to say about it, honestly. Dude, I won't
0: be surprised if <laughs> the Browns do it next. The Browns are gonna <laughs> do it before the Cowboys. You heard it here first. They're gonna go to the AFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, I would. I would bet on that. Yeah. And I mean, this year the Cowboys had like such a like golden opportunity to get there because I the don't path- think
0: to the Super Bowl in the NFC this year was not difficult.
1: No. Like, it, the Buccaneers almost made it to the NFC championship.
0: I mean, look at the the Lions. Let's be real. The Lions, they're a great offense with their defense. Pretty suspect. They they could get blown out on Sunday. We don't know. Like, I don't... So, There's that a part should of just me tell that... you it's like a kind of a crapshoot when you're talking about the NFC.
1: Yeah, I mean, this the only consistent NFC team this year was the 49ers. It's like been so painful to watch like 15 teams just stumble their stumble over their own feet all season and then this one team that's like pretty dang good and manages to be consistent just has a easy ass path to the Super Bowl it's terrible but I don't know maybe the Lions I guess if we want to get into our predictions um maybe the Lions can pull off the upset I really don't see it happening. Like I, don't I, I, I kind of feel like the Lions are gonna get their shit rocked by the Forty ers because Brock Purdy played a bad fucking game last week and they still won. It's just really hard to stop a team when their defense and running game is that excellent.
0: Yeah, and is it? Do you know what the weather is supposed to be like?
1: I think it's supposed to be like decent, like a Santa Clara January it's not supposed day, to rain. like sunny, low sixties, okay. something like that.
0: Yeah, I think the weather will have a big impact on how much how how much points are scored. I feel like if it's rainy, it's going to be like an ugly, like muddy, just run rushing attack of a of a of a game. But I think the Niners are going to win. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, I just think you know, like Debo went down, but I've heard he's probably going to play in the game, and he's going to play. That's such a big factor for them, so. It's, I mean, unless Trent Williams, like, breaks his toe, play one, I see, I just don't see Jerry Goff going in there. Mostly because of the 49ers' defense, to be honest, and the fact that...
0: They're not playing in a dome.
1: Yeah, It's. It's. it could It could get ugly yeah. with that pass rush of the 49ers. And then on the other side, this could be the game of the year. I know we said that about the Bills and Chiefs, and it kind of delivered. I felt like the ending was like the Game of Thrones ending, where it was just like you you ruined it mm-hmm. at that at the finish line. Yeah. But the Ravens at home versus the Chiefs I got to go with the Ravens here and like, you know, there's there's a part of me that's like the Chiefs are just going to find a stupid way I'm to win. I'm just not going to
0: bet against Mahomes anymore. I got to go Chiefs.
1: It's definitely not a smart bet, but I just I I have to just be objective and The Ravens are a better team. The Chiefs receivers are fucking terrible. The Bills were a better team. They were, and they played better than the Chiefs, and they still lost. So I, I think the only thing that could cause the Ravens to lose this is if Lamar poops his pants or if there's like a crazy turnover on a punt or something which could happen I mean it's football we've
0: seen Lamar implode too when things aren't like going his way granted mm-hmm. he's a lot more of a mature quarterback than than that version of Lamar for like, sure um but yeah I don't know I just don't think I, I I'm not gonna I bet against the Chiefs with the Bills they're <clears I'm> not gonna <throat> do that again because they just keep disappointing me so yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, going
0: Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl.
1: It's a Super Bowl nobody wants, but it's probably the Super Bowl we're going to get. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Ravens making it would at least be a consolation because I think they could beat the 49ers as they demonstrated earlier in the season. <sighs> if the 49ers and Chiefs are in there, I'm just like, I guess I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, but I'm just, we already <sighs> watched. Dude, I
0: think I'm going to be rooting for the Niners.
1: We like just watched the Super Bowl. I a know. couple of years ago.
0: and I, I think the Chiefs are going to win, though, because I just cannot picture Purdy winning a Super Bowl this early. Like, I can't either. That would be crazy.
1: I can't picture him doing it at all, but I mean, I continue to just watch him win when I don't want him to, so, like, whatever. He's, he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> apparently, in that 49ers offense, so yeah uh hopefully this time next podcast we have some more information about the head coaching search but that's pretty much we got all we got for this one
0: yep um thanks for stopping by thanks for listening hopefully we'll have benjamin or mikey mick mikey <laughs> mikey Mickey d's mikey mcdonald's our, yeah as our next head coach
1: if we hire mike mcdonald's we got to get a big mac in celebration
0: Okay, fine. All right. All right. Catch you on the next one. Yep.